0: G'day friends, welcome back. Uh, okay, Mulan, that's the 2020 Mulan, is the latest live-action adaptation of a Disney animated classic. Uh, this one is directed by Nikki Caro. It stars Louis Fei, apologies if I butcher any of these pronunciations, Donnie Yen, Jet Li, Gong Li... Jason Scott Lee, none of those Lees are related, by the way. Uh, Yoson An, and it has a cool cameo at the end by Ming-Na Wen, who of course, uh, voiced Mulan in the 1980, uh, 1998 original. And this movie was, I had very low expectations going into it because the reviews that I had seen had not been great, but it was better than I expected. Not much better. But it was better. So yeah, let's get into it. We down face the back. the Okay, I will say before I start, it is raining a little bit tonight. I should be able to, you know, nullify any background rain sounds that are in my original recording. But, you know, if you do hear a little bit of sort of rain in the background, I do apologize. Um, another thing I will say is I'll, I will do a spoiler warning. Even though this is a an animated remake, if you will, it is different enough from the original that I think a spoiler warning is called for. Okay. I think what I'll talk about first is what I liked about this version of Mulan. And then I will talk about what I didn't like. Um, okay. What I liked, I actually liked that it was a little different. Like it still has the same sort of main beats. As the original, like you've got Mulan, who is the daughter of, you know, uh, like her, her father is a, is a war veteran, uh, the emperor of China, you know, put, puts out word that one man from every family must come together to form a new army to fight this, uh, this threat. He is the only man in the family. He can barely walk because of an old injury. She goes to war in his place. Uh, she, you know, goes in disguise as a man. Uh, her, you know, true identity as a female is eventually revealed. And she has to sort of prove herself that, you know, even though she is a girl, um, you know, she can, you know, she deserves to be part of the, you know, this army as much as any of the boys. And it's really about, you know, being who you are and don't, you know, try to pre- don't pretend to be something that you're not. It's still very much got those key themes and moments in this, in this version, but it does like vary just enough. Like, I think, that, I think it was a good decision by Disney to change a few things. Unfortunately, some of the things they changed, most of the things they changed just fell very flat. I'll get to that later, though. Um, they introduced this new female villain character, whose whose name I can't remember. But she is a witch, and she is the um, in in the original the 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 bad guy whose name I also can't remember <laughs> has has this. Bird, and the bird is very important because it sort of follows, follows him around. It will do a bit of recon for him, but then Mulan and her friends can also use it to tell where he is at different points in the film. So it's important. But what they did in this one is make it a, a, a real human who can turn into a bird. It's like a hawk, but she, yeah, she's this witch who has these magical powers. She's very, very powerful, but she is doing the bidding of this new villain whose name is Bori Khan. It's another thing they changed. Um I don't have a problem with them changing the name of the villain. Uh, he's still pretty much the same, um, except he's not Mongolian as I believe the original villain was. They're just sort of nomads from the northern part of China, I'm pretty sure. Um, His name is Bori Khan, and I think the idea is that he's some relation of Genghis Khan, which I think is cool, except I did, you know, a good amount of digging and research, and as far as I can tell, Bori Khan is not a real person. So I thought, like, if they were going to do that, maybe try and find an actual relative of Genghis Khan to, to have be this character. That was, that was, that seemed to be the main reason that they made a lot of the changes that they made in this movie. They were trying to go for a little bit more realism. Um, and like some of that I kind of liked, some of it I didn't like. Um, And some of it made sense and some of it really didn't. Um, I'll keep going with what I did like though. Um, I will say this movie is stunning. It is really, really, like it is gorgeous to look at. The, The visual effects for the most part are very, very high quality. But you know, like that's where Disney is really at these days like they are ahead of the game pretty much always in you know the the quality of the visual effects they can produce Shan that was the name of the bad guy in the original sorry that just popped back into my head I was doing my best to remember um what else I liked I liked the completely Asian cast like obviously when it's an animated film you don't have to have a completely Asian cast, but they they definitely made the right call in having a completely... It's mostly Chinese, and there's some, like, Singaporean actors in, like, other areas of South Southeast Asia um, thrown in. But, yeah, pretty much... Not pretty much, a completely Asian cast in this movie. I really, really liked that. Um, another little thing I also liked was in the original when Mulan's cover gets blown it's, it's not by her choosing I think like she gets uh, injured and then her friends try to like tend to her wound and then they realise when they look at her that she is a girl and then you know it all just unravels from there but I liked in this one that she actually Like she has this little revelation of like, what is the point of me doing this? Like, it's not going to change like my level of capability. If I, you know, reveal to all these dudes that I'm a girl, like, you know, she, she just kind of realized that it wasn't serving any real purpose anymore. Like she'd proven herself, like while she was pretending to be a man. She'd proven herself to be enormously capable. She's like, right, enough for that. Time for some girl power, you know? I also thought that the performances were mostly all pretty good. Like, some of the, the actors weren't given as much to do as they should have been, which I wasn't very happy with. But Donnie Yen and Jet Li, both very good. Um, the girl who plays Mulan, Liu... Yifei, sorry if I can't pronounce that correctly, Um, I thought she was very good in a very particular way. Like, her performances copped a bit of criticism, which I think is a bit unfair. Like, I think, like, she she does not, you know, granted, she does not show a lot of range, I didn't think, but I thought her facial expressions and her posture at different times like you could really she showed a lot of emotion how she was feeling without using dialogue and i thought she did that very well like i thought she was also very like obviously it wasn't all her there would have been stunt doubles and things but you know some of the action sequences where you could see that it was her i thought she was very good there as well. Um, that's pretty much the the long and short of what I thought was good. Like, the, the, I was pretty much expecting this to be a real dud film that had very few redeeming qualities, but I thought the the parts of it that were good, like, really just made it, like, fine. Like, it's not amazing, but it is definitely not Terrible. I think calling this movie terrible is unfair. I also did like the, I just wanted to say a little bit more about the witch lady. I liked that she, excuse me, she sort of became this. Like her character was kind of confusing, but I liked what they were trying to do. Like she starts off as this like straight up baddie, but then through a couple of interactions with Mulan... She kind of like sees that they have a bit of similarity, like obviously they're both women, but, you know, in, in this era of Chinese society, women are just maligned. Like they are not to have any kind of role because this witch lady is a witch, like she can just do whatever she wants, basically. Like if a man tells her to sit down and shut up, he can she can just eviscerate him. But she kind of likes what Mulan is trying to do. She admires her a little bit and she ends up actually saving Mulan's life at the end by by sacrificing her own life, which I didn't really think was necessary given she's a witch. Surely she could have, like she she takes an arrow for Mulan towards the end of the film. and I thought she could have used some kind of witchcraft to save her besides just chucking her own body in front of the arrow. But anyway... Like I liked what they were trying to do there, like take this evil character and like she, she was, she never like fully, you know, turned and went good, but she, she liked, you know, it was just more sort of girl power stuff. Like she, she took what they had in common and it made her do some good. And I liked that as well. Okay. Let's talk about what I didn't like. So this movie took a lot of risks, trying to be different to the original. As I said before, some of those risks I would not have gone for myself. Um, like I think, like I said, before, they were trying to go for realism. So they omitted Mushu, the, the dragon spirit voiced by Eddie Murphy. Which, you know, if you if you want to go for realism, that's fine. And like they omitted the other spirits. They omitted the cricket, but then included a human character whose name was Cricket, which is a whole thing in itself. Um they they you know, there's a lot of very intense action sequences but are very like kid friendly, which, you know, isn't a huge problem, but you know, if you're going for realism, you can be a little bit more realism you know? Um, but like I thought if they were going for realism by omitting Mushu and the other spirits and the cricket with a big personality and the horse that had a big personality, but then include the witch character, I thought was an odd decision. Um, I didn't like that. So, in the animated film when Mulan pretends to be a man, she actually makes a lot of effort to look like a man and act like a man. Like, she cuts her hair short. And when, like, she tries to walk like a man, you know, with her chest puffed out and her shoulders back, you know, trying to look, you know, big and wide and tall. And she even tries to eat like a man by just stuffing her face. And she, you know, tries to have a big, deep voice like this to try and sound like a man. In this movie, Mulan does none of that, none of that. There is not one point at all where I go, oh, she, you know, I would, I believe that these guys can't see that she's a girl. She looks completely like a girl. Now, this is a little bit harsh because it's easier in animation to make someone look different how they actually look. But I feel sorry, Obi's just moving around, making a lot of noise. Thanks, mate. Okay. Um, it's easier in animation to change someone's appearance, believably, but I feel like they could have put in some kind of effort. I don't know. I don't know what they could have done, but something because it it was very, very distracting for me because every single bloke in this entire army completely believed that Mulan was a man and she looked nothing like a man at all. Like, I think, I think their version of trying to make that believable was including some of these characters, these male characters who were very sort of young and had soft features, but that was it. And I just found it very distracting because I think if they were going for realism, like the second she set foot, In that big training camp, every guy would have gone, get out. (laughs) No women allowed. (laughs) Like, I just, I found it very, very distracting and hard to believe. Um, I thought, so I said before, I really liked how the movie looked, and for the most part, I did. But then at some points, there was just this really janky, bizarre looking CGI. Like, there was this phoenix, which had some sort of special meaning that fell really flat, that appeared throughout the movie, it would just fly around and it would, you know, pop up at a really, you know, poignant in air quotes moment. And, you know, it's, you know, it's like, Oh, Milan's just had to go through something tough, but now she's rising like a phoenix and at those moments a phoenix would pop up and it just looked fake as all hell. It did not look good at all. Like, it, yeah, it just really, it, it was again, distracting how poor this one like creature looked like the, the, when the witch was in her hawk form, that looked great. That looked fine. It looked very real, but for some, like obviously the Phoenix is not a real creature but they can still make fake creatures look real. Look at the dragons in Game of Thrones. They look very real. Um, but yeah, and then there were other moments where the background just looked very green screeny. Some of the, in some of the, you know, fight sequences, they went for very, you know, there was a lot of Kung Fu, Kung Fu influence Um, so, you know, so they're doing the wall running or they're doing all kinds of flips and some of it looked okay, but then some of it just looked really bizarre. Like they've shot things, some sequences with a high frame rate so they can then do slow motion. Didn't look good. Didn't look good. It looked really strange when put into slow motion. It's like, oh, that like, like some things are obeying the laws of physics and in the same frame, some other things just aren't. And like the, in in the final sequence, there are these, you know, some of the baddies, they have their own little ninja squad and they, they just run down these vertical walls that like every other sort of Kung Fu type sequence in the movie looks kind of believable and like possible for a person to do but this bit where all these ninjas are running down this vertical wall, it was again, just really distracting. Like most of the other stunts in the movie, like you believe a real human could actually do that. But that was, that just looked kind of silly. Like they're running down this 20 meter high castle wall. I just thought it looked really bizarre. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that like, some of the CGI was really fantastic and some of it just was really below par, especially for Disney. Um, continuing on with the look of the film as a theme, um, it, it has lots of very beautiful, vibrant colours in it. The, the opening and closing sequences of the film is set in Mulan's home village which I did like the look of. It's just sort of this single large circular structure and the entire town lives within. Kind of like the look of that. And I am not a expert on ancient Chinese history at all, but th- these, these communities are way out in the middle of bumfuck nowhere and they are farmers, right? In all of the scenes set in this town at the beginning and the end of the film, everyone is wearing the most beautiful, colourful, eye-catching outfits that I have ever seen. These beautiful pinks and yellows and greens and blues, all these bright, stunning colours in these outfits. And... I believe that they would own some outfits like that, but not for day-to-day wearing. They would be for very special occasions, like the matchmaking scenes, right, which are in both films where Mulan gets all dolled up and they put the white makeup on her and they put her in a beautiful dress. Yes, they would own gorgeous clothes for exactly those occasions. And maybe, you know, weddings and other things like that. Yes. But I do not believe that these farming communities who would have next to no money would just be wearing these stunning, vibrant colours just when they're just, you know, going to work. I think they would not have enough money for the kind of dyes that they would need to make clothes like that. I think they would be wearing a lot of brown and beige would be what I would imagine. Like, I know they're going... They're trying to make the movie beautiful, but again, it cost them in terms of the realism aspect. Yeah. So that was another thing I was not a huge fan of. Um, So another thing they chose to omit was all the songs, which again is fine. If you want to go for realism, yeah, you're not going to have long singing sequences in the middle of your movie. That's fine. But I thought they could have at least had just the music from the songs playing in the background of some sequences. But like they would play a couple of bars here and there just to like punch that nostalgia button for you. But not enough. I wanted more. Like the original Mulan is a classic, it is one of mine and a lot of people's, you know, one of my favorite Disney films. It is an absolute classic. It's fucking awesome. And the music, like, you don't need the singing all the time. The music is what makes it amazing. For example, in the beginning of the original Mulan, when Mulan chooses to take her father's place and go to war instead of him, the whole scene where she actually makes the decision to do that is amazing. All right. You can see her actually choosing to do it. She cuts off her hair. She, she goes up to this shrine where the ancestors are, the spirits. She lights like a little incest thing. And you can see her, you know, really contemplating the decision. And there's this really powerful music that goes with it. You know, she, we see her take her father's sword and his armor in, in this version. We see her take his sword and his armor, and then the next thing we see is her just booting it out of town. Like, there's no... Like, they they lost an opportunity to really capture how powerful her decision was and how difficult it was for her to do. Because there's so many levels to that decision, right? There's obviously... The enormous possibility that she will die and never see her family again. There's also the dishonor that she's bringing on her family by, as a woman, going to war instead of her father, right? She has dishonored her family and him specifically, because that the whole part of being a man at this time in this culture was being able to go to war if needed. It was a great honor, right? So she took an enormous risk. If she was to fail, not only would she be dead, but her family would also be greatly dishonored, right? Hugely powerful decision to make. The original captures it very well. This one does not, right? And part of the reason the original captures it so well is the music. Same with the, the training montage sequence right, in the original, you know, the I'll make a man out of you, right, very good song, and the whole sequence with her and everybody trying to climb that huge pole with nothing but that piece of cloth, right, to leverage yourself up, right, this movie's version of that is them carrying buckets of water up a mountain, holding their arms out for the whole way up, right, Which is fine. They don't have to use the pole again. That's fine. But there was no, like, again, like you you obviously knew this was the substitute for the pole climbing sequence, but there was no great music to go with it. It didn't, it wasn't part of the story. Like what's great about the pole sequence is that it comes up again later in the film, they use that climbing technique to sneak into, or, you know, to get into the palace. At the end of the film, it comes back around and it and the, the bloody bucket carrying doesn't come back around. You're like, what was the point of it, right? And and like, I thought the bucket carrying choice was bizarre as well, because the the climbing of the pole is actually something I believe you would be able to do after, you know, a couple of weeks of practice, right? It's just figuring out how to do it. Putting in a lot of time and effort and thought into figuring out how it works and then doing it, whereas the carrying of two full buckets of water with your arms perfectly out straight, like that, like the only way to do that would be months, maybe years of training your shoulders and arms and your cardio. Like there is no, there's no sort of clever cheat way to be able to do it easier. You just got to carry that water all the way up this mountain. And it just lost the, the, the impact of when Milan's finally able to do it. Like obviously again, Milan is the first to get the buckets to the top of the mountain. Like she was the first one to figure out how to climb the pole, but it just was, you know, lost. Um, Okay, let's talk about let's talk about Mulan's chi in this movie. So, chi is like the you know the the Chinese ancient version of the Force, pretty much. Like obviously, chi is older than like the forces made up by George Lucas, but whatever. Like it's the same kind of thing. It's this energy that flows through all living things. You can harness it. All of that, right? At least that's how it's portrayed in this movie. I don't know the exact history of it, but that's how it's portrayed in this movie, right? In this film, Milan is like the chosen one. She has an enormous amount of chi at her disposal that she can harness to become very, very powerful, right? And I thought that was a weird decision as well because... Pretty much the only obstacle really that she has to face in this film, apart from the actual people that she has to physically do combat with, is convincing all the boys that it's okay that she's a girl, right? Because she doesn't have to really train. She doesn't have to train her body or her mind to be, you know, a competent warrior. She already is. Right, that's the idea of her having all this built-up chi. Right? Whereas in the original, she had to work really hard, and that's what made her story so rewarding. Right? She had to like she had the courage to begin with, and she had the smarts, but that was it. Right? She had to really think about these physical obstacles, like climbing the pole. She had to really think about. How to hide her identity by, you know, trying to eat like the boys and interact with the boys like the boys do, you know, it was a lot more difficult for her in the original to succeed. Whereas in this one, like, you know, there's the big battle sequence with the avalanche and she reveals herself to be a girl and... Then she is cast out, but then she immediately comes back in and says, you gotta listen to me. And like it's really relatively easy for her in this movie to get by. And I think that was not a good message to send. Like if you're talking about empowering women, like I think saying that, you know, you can do amazing things if you're literally born with amazing abilities, right? I don't think that was the right message to send. So I thought that was really bizarre. Um, in terms of some of the other characters, so all the. So they changed a couple of things. They got rid of Shang, who is the um, sort of leader of her, of Milan's platoon and her kind of love interest. Um, he is non existent they replaced him with a just a younger other man who is on the same level as all the other soldiers. He's kind of the the love interest um they kind of have like i I felt like the movie just could have done either without their relationship altogether or they need to have had a lot more of it like pretty much all of the characters except for Mulan and the the witch. Really, like, got no development and it felt like no screen time. It was really strange. Like, the movie's two hours long, but they they had, you know, they had the three um, male friend characters, Poe, um, Ling, and the sort of short stocky guy. I forget his name, but they had all of them. But they were hardly in the film at all. And when they were in the film, they they had none of the the personality or the comic relief that the, that they had in the original. Like they weren't like Mulan's bros. Like they they weren't like they were they were close with her. But like when oh, it was it was just very, like it's like they made no effort. To have them be as important to the film as they were in the original. It's like, oh, we had those three guys in the other movie. Let's just chuck them into this one. And and they weren't, none of them had the charm that they had in the original either. Like Poe was the big gentle giant who just liked to eat food and Ling was the, you know, skinny guy who's just kind of awkward. And then I forget the bloody other dude's name, the short, stocky guy. Like he was, you know, he was the most macho one. But in this one, like there's this little scene where he's talking about what he likes in women. He's like, I like them to be buxom or whatever he says. And I get what they're going for. They're just, you know, they've had them talk how they think that men talk. But in the original, like, that's not what he talks about. He says, he talks about his own attributes that he thinks women find attractive, right? He does the opposite. He talks himself up rather than talking about like the attributes in women that he wants. right? So it's done a bit more tastefully. And then they had the cricket character who was just a really odd inclusion as well for me, like, like. The fact that, like, he, he the, as soon as he is introduced, he's like, oh, my name's Cricket, which is weird. Like, if he'd come in with another name, and then at some point in the story, they'd given him the nickname Cricket, I thought that would have been a better Easter egg. Like, oh, I named him Cricket, like the cricket in the, other, in the original, his name's Cricket. Right, but no, he says, my name's Cricket, and then he really doesn't do a whole lot at all. At all. Same with all the other blokes. They do really not a lot at all. Um, And if they were going to have a character named Cricket, why not have another character named Mushu and just, you know, sort of make it feel like they actually wanted to pay some kind of homage to the original film. But no, no Mushu character at all. Just some weird cricket character who was just this little young guy who was just, you know, kind of baby faced and just in the background like, yeah, I'm here too. My name's Cricket. Another really, really bizarre decision. And in terms of the this younger guy who was the love interest, like, I would have liked more of their relationship developed. Like, Shang and Mulan in the original, they had a really great relationship dynamic, like, both before and after he knew who she really was. Like, whereas, whereas in this one, like... It's... it's. I thought it was really oddly done. Like, he... Like, they're friends when Mulan is pretending to be a man. And you can tell it's, you know, it's made very clear that she finds him attractive and she obviously has to hide that. But the way that he behaves is not like they're friends. It's like he's kind of attracted to her as well. But... You know, he thinks it's like he already knows that she's a woman. And he obviously doesn't like, you know, he's like, oh, bro, you need to have a shower, you stink. But he's also kind of looking at her like, mm. like, and, and then at the end, they actually do something that I like. They like after Milan saved the day and, you know, every, it's all, you know, all the conflict is over. She's about to head back to her family and he stops her and they have a little chat, but I like that they, they just have a conversation. They oversee a fond of each other, but there isn't some big romantic kiss. Like they just, they, they part ways, you know, I like you, you like me, we're cool. Um, I've got to go back to my family. Cause that's the most important thing to me, you know, if I see you around again, you know, we'll do whatever, right? Yeah I, I like that they didn't go full romance. I like that they went down the path of family being the motivation for all of Milan's actions. I was a big fan of that. Um, yeah, so th- this this new version is definitely not bad but it is not great either. Like I applaud them for taking risks and trying to do things differently. But unfortunately, a lot of the things they tried to do differently just didn't really work. Another thing was the whole end sequence. It was just very anticlimactic for me. The the third act of the original is amazing. Like how the Huns sneak into the palace under the, you know, the big dragon. Um, they, like, pretend to be the dancers who have the big dragon and they hide underneath that. And there's a lot of tension and it's very, it is very climactic. And there's all the fireworks and then Mulan has, you know, all the boys dress up like women, so now it's all reversed. So they can, they pretend to be concubines so they can sneak into, like, it's all... Very, very well done. Whereas in this one, it's just Mulan and her posse breaking into the palace. They kill a bunch of the bad guys. She has this big fight with Bori Khan that's, you know, not very exciting. And, you know, she saves Jet Leaves, the emperor. And, you know, then he, make, then he tries to make her a, a, a palace guard... Or something so that she can just be a part of the system that was oppressing women. Like, it yeah, it just... I don't... uh, Yeah, I don't know why sometimes movies just have such a hard time capturing the greatness of previous iterations of what they're making. Like, I thought The Lion King... The live action Lion King from a couple of years ago or last year, whenever it came out, was excellent. It added to the original, just made it a little bit longer and everything they added, I liked. I thought it looked great. It was a very, very good follow-up. Same with Beauty and the Beast. I I liked that for the most part. I thought that was really, really good. Um, Yeah, so I don't know why this movie had such a hard time Like, while it would have been kind of a bit more boring and more safe, like, I think in hindsight, which is always a great way to look at things, obviously, hindsight, they should have probably just stuck with a, you know, a largely a shot for shot remake. Keep the music, keep your characters like Mushu, you know, try to make it a bit more fun. That's another thing. This movie was not very fun at all. Like, it's like it's. It's pretty, you know, dark. I mean, it's not dark. It's just glum. Like, there is not a lot of levity. Like, there's a sequence at the beginning with a chicken, which I guess is supposed to be funny, but it just isn't at all. There's a couple of other moments which I think are supposed to be funny, and they're just not at all. Like the the bathing sequence in in the river or the lake or whatever, they do that again in this one. In the original, it's a very very funny sequence. You know, Mulan's trying to sort of hide, like while she's bathing naked in this river, she's trying to hide that she's a girl, and all the dudes rock up and they you know they're doing cannonballs in and stuff like that. And she's like, oh shit, she has to sneak out of there. In this one, it's just the guy who you know that she has the romantic connection with and she just tells him to fuck off basically. And that's it. Like there's, there's really no joy in this movie anywhere at all. Like, so like even a movie that isn't very good, if it sort of makes you smile or it makes you have a little chuckle, like it can really lift your opinion of it. But this movie just failed to do that as well. So yeah, like it's, it's, I, I would rate this movie as fine. Like like the, the audience I imagine it's targeted at is like sort of 10 to 14 year olds, probably in that window, probably a little bit wider than that. But I think that is the age bracket that I think could enjoy this movie quite a lot. Like it's got a lot of action sequences, you know, it's, you know got slow-mo Kung Fu action, things like that. So I think that is the, the window, or the, the the age range that it could have a lot of success with, but yeah, apart from that, like the the adults, well, you know, the now adults who grew up watching the original Mulan are not going to be very impressed, I would imagine. So yeah, I would say this movie is fine, but not great, not at all. Okay, thanks so much for listening, guys. Um, I'm going to. Continue to do these movie reviews on Monday nights for the foreseeable future. Um, I might, you know, miss one like a week here or there. Like if my shifts change at work, I don't know. But yeah, every time I can, I'll be doing the Mondays. I'll keep posting the polls on my Instagram stories, you know, between two movies that you can vote on, you know, for what I'm going to review that week. Um, and yeah, follow me on Instagram. If you haven't already like my stuff, subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you listen to it on, leave reviews. You don't even have to actually write a review. Like if there's the option to just give a star rating, you can just do that. Very, very simple. Um, yeah, that's it from me. I'll catch you guys next time. Bye-bye.